All right. Well, uh, we're finally back to our usual, <laughs> to our usual uh, shtick. But uh, first, we gotta, you know, we haven't actually had an intro sequence because we've been skipping that with movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, usually the movie is the thing we talk about, and we kind of don't waste our time. Right. If you've been watching anything lately, Calvin, I love yeah. asking that question to you. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I've, I've I've been watching, well, Survivor a lot. We've been texting that, and we've already talked as much as we possibly can about Survivor. But just so yes, our listeners, someone know, rolled their it's eyes. A constant. Just now. Yeah, we <laughs> might have one listener. They did. They definitely <laughs> rolled <Yep>. their eyes. <laughs> yep. But um, I also have been looking into a couple other things. Uh, the first one, you know, because I texted you, Eva and I started watching. We, we watched the first two episodes of The Sopranos. And I want to say I might have even tried the pilot while we were doing the podcast. I'm not sure. There might have been an episode where I tried it. I know I did you it fairly it. recently. But but having watched like the first couple episodes, first few episodes, it's really good. I get the hype. Um, you know, it. I'm... Yeah, and uh, so... I don't want to go too far into this, but Eva and I were trying, we're like quarantining together through the pandemic, but now she's back at her place. So we're hanging out more intentionally, which uh, feels good, but also she's not right there to watch The Sopranos anytime. So yeah. I'm sort of just like, when are we going to, when are we going to watch some Sopranos? When are That's we? a real <laughs> thing, man. Like, yeah, we, we can hang out. We, we could go to a museum or something or go home and watch The Sopranos. Or, yeah, that's yeah, the we thing, too. Cook a meal yeah, or you just, watch The you Sopranos. Could, since the time each, with each other is limited, you don't want to be like, let's spend all of our time not looking at each other, looking <laughs> right, at the screen, not speaking, screen, listening to other right. people speaking. Yeah. But it's the Sopranos. It's so the like, Sopranos, no. man. It's it's really good. Yeah, I I don't want to get too far into it, but for people who don't know, because this made me go, okay, I'll watch the show. The show is Tony Soprano, who's like now the mafia, like the mob boss, basically in Jersey, and he starts having panic attacks, and so he goes to a therapist. So like, it's him working through. It, it's like making these mobsters and showing them like really real as really real people. And it's fucking fascinating and really well done and fun as hell to watch. And having watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier and hating the therapist in that show so fucking much. Yeah, do we even talk a, about Falcon and the Winter Soldier on I don't think this we podcast? Did. I don't think we All did. Right, let's just both be on the record and saying loved watching that show, hated watching that therapist. Yeah, fuck that. Can yeah, that be a good so way mad. to sum it up? That'd be, yeah, honestly, there's other problems. but Some choices were made in the Falcon and Winter Soldier I thought were shifty. But yeah, I it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good, though. What, uh, what, what, what have you been watching there, Gare? You know, I've been watching a few things. One is something that you've been really wanting me to watch, but I don't want to talk about <gasps> oh, yet because I haven't watched okay. enough of it to like okay. get into it and to tease it. That is Succession. Oh, so, so I have watched the first episode that. of that. I'm watching the second episode uh, and third episode either tonight or tomorrow night. I'm kind of going to do yeah. like two episodes at a time. But the first episode gave me a mini panic attack. So I need some time <laughs> away from it. But it is yeah. one of those. It's like a good time or like, you know, one of those kind of movies where it's like oh, a mini panic yeah. attack that you like. Oh, I can't You're wait like, to get back oh to that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're kind of said, I think we're kind of weird in that way. I think we yeah. I don't know. I think there are people but like us out there. People. Maybe you are well, a listener. Because yeah, this is a successful genre of like, right. hey, do you want to have a panic attack? Come on. In. <laughs> right. yeah. Um and yeah. totally not that is the thing I wanna 
showcase because I think it's exactly what our podcast represents, and that is the movie The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh yeah, you said it was playing good. in the other room right now while oh, really? my dog and girlfriend sleep. <laughs> yeah, just like falling asleep to that. I threw yeah. it on when I came in here because I was like, that's a good like hour and a half long movie. This might take an hour, hour and a half, and yeah, you know, it's entertaining. So if like you know my dog wakes up. She won't feel all lonely. Abby won't wake up, my girlfriend. So she <laughs> <Yeah>. won't <laughs> feel lonely. She'll feel listen. Yeah. Yeah. She just got back from well, that's a long well, story too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Got back from a little she's vacay. tired. But the Mitchells yeah, and the Machines, it's accident, it's good. So it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh yeah, it's very good. Uh starting with the animation, fucking unreal. It looks cool. With, the style. Uh, everything else really funny really good really clever i don't know it's it's there's good. some it's one of those movies where uh something i'll say about it is there's some just like choices made that are like that are like yeah that's in the real world that song is a that's a needle dropper right like that's a joke referencing this very real thing and i feel like a lot of animated movies are afraid to do that because it usually mm. comes off as like we're trying to make the kids dance in the theater during the credits <laughs> right yeah and you hate it yep. or it's like shrek where it's either oh. you hate it or it's iconic to you depending right. on yeah. what generation i think you're in <laughs> that's um, very we'll true. see how we feel when we revisit that probably oh that's gotta show. be that's gotta oh, be a come big on. one Oh my um, god. Anyway, to me, the Mitchells and the versus the Machines nails all of that. And it's like just very, very well uh established within this like time. It's gonna yeah. like live on, I think. You know, in ten years we'll look back and be like, Wow, this oh, was wow. like a that movie a made in twenty twenty. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Especially yeah. like being a movie f- you know, made in a time right now where movies are just like Ah, please just give me a good movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're right. feeling it's, it's a feeling that yeah, I have. This I one was that. just like, yeah, like that's why Bill and Ted, the third Bill and Ted was so good. Oh yeah, because it was just like just so much fun. Thank you. you yeah, know? it just just so feel good. Thank you for that. I needed that in the movies. Right. You know? Yes, a hundred percent. This has that vibe very hard. I want to talk about one more movie before we uh, get mm. into the meat, the the uh, black bean patty of the episode. About more movies. Um, so I was able to go have dinner with my mom in her apartment uh, uh, last night. Yeah, this was last night because we're both vaccinated now. Fuck yeah! What a weird like place that we're yeah, in now. For those listening, we're oh gonna start God. talking about things because we're vaccinated and it feels vaccinated. good. Vaccinated and oh yeah, hanging with other vaccinated folks is a good feeling too yeah so uh my mom and i were looking for the right vibe of movie and we went through a couple options we were like this could we know this would be a good movie but you two pick movies whenever you talk to me about you and your mom deciding what movie to pick (laughs) i'm always like i have no idea what where this is gonna go well uh it's kind of an interesting choice because uh, we watched the trailer and it looked like the the vibe of the movie was right even though the subject matter we watched bombshell from two years ago oh interesting i didn't see yeah, that yeah um didn't so, uh that like win makeup and i don't know I don't what know. it won i i, I know remember. it was kind of it renowned, was an Oscar, like people you know? it was a contender yeah yeah um charlize theron uh nicole kidman and margot robbie play the main characters of Am I uh, wrong uh, in saying it's Adam other... McKay? 
Uh, I don't remember. It's I, that style, um, though. It's it is that, that style like, where the beginning, they're like talking to the camera and they're like, yeah, yeah, let me lay this out for you. And it's basically these women who were at Fox News taking down the guy who was running Fox News, not Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News, but Roger, Roger something. I forget his last name because he doesn't deserve to take up space in my brain because he was a sexual. Honestly, like, that predator. is it. It is that like. Yeah, I don't give him yeah. the space. Yeah, brain. fuck it. Um, but the movie was very well done. Uh, I I oh. really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, yeah, just really well done. Very engaging, and even the moments where it, you know got dark, it's not like it revels in that. It takes a couple moments to be like, hey, you know, you gotta understand, like this is some real shit. But I feel yeah. like mostly they're focusing on the social dynamic that is keeping women from speaking out. And I didn't even make this connection. When the movie oh. was done, my mom was like, yeah, it's kind of amazing. That was like one of the first large movements of women speaking out against sexual harassment. Because this was before Harvey Weinstein. It was in 2016. And it made me like mad and sad because it was 2016, for God's sakes. And it was one of the first like larger movements of many women coming together to speak out. Oh, to you're saying bring like allegations this movie to itself didn't come out in 2016 no but no this is it's about, about events that from... happened in 2016 yes it feels yeah. older than that these events in yeah. my mind yeah right that's it's dude that not... is not to have a small dark moment before the light that is our podcast but yeah. it's always good to kind of pay a moment of like what the fuck yeah uh i'm always going oh man this aged poorly and then checking the year and it's like 20. 13 right yeah man me too yeah you know why i hear just like one line from a movie and i'm like "Ooh, i don't like that word being used when was this written 2014 and i'm right. like what that what? is not long enough ago holy cow <laughs> um, i don't know but I, you know I'm, I'm glad that this new generation of filmmakers is gonna be like making movies that won't make me go yeah <laughs> every right. few minutes you right know? but let's talk about something that came out 13 whole years ago and still holds up so fucking Dude. good it's been a minute since we talked about it feels good to have it back in my brains yeah have it taken up that space i want taking it up um what are we talking about well, talking about? Uh, first, let me just, uh, for people who don't know and uh, are just enjoying hearing us talk so far, uh, you're listening to A New Lens. It's a podcast that uh, Gary and I started to talk about film and television that we liked as kids through the new lens of adults and amateur filmmakers. We've been watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, episode by episode, and watching more and more movies intermittent, so you know, but uh, we are on the 16th episode of season three, really getting close to the end here. The yeah. Southern Raiders. That's kind of how I feel about this. The movie thing is it's like, you know, when you're putting flour in most uh, batter, you add it little by little. And then that very last bit, you kind of just mix it in because you can't <laughs> if you overmix your flour, right? You have fucks up, fucks up your bread or your pancakes, whatever you're making. You need to kind of just slowly. You've been baking so we're doing a lot that more. Right I keep now. forgetting that. Yeah. Dude, I've got a <laughs> magic cake in the other room right Ooh, now. Yeah. Because Abby was gone. So when she came back, I wanted to have a nice cake to surprise her. And my go to guy, Preppy Kitchen, shout yeah. out, changed Ooh, yeah. his vanilla cake recipe. It's completely different, oh, which wow. is like, 
usually I, you know, maybe add a little salt. This mm. is like he changed the whole method. Oh, and shit. I was like, I got to try this. And my cakes were twice the thickness. So I just oh. have a cake. I had to take out the shelf in my freezer in order to fit it in my freezer. Oh, I'm my God. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> right, we're doing well, that with this show. Yeah, we're slowly yeah. mixing it in yep, so that, right. you know, once we're a little out of Avatar, it doesn't go. Oh no! This is a <laughs> right. shitty cake. Right? It'll be the cake. You know? <laughs> you'll you'll know. know the cake that, that you're eating. Yeah. Maybe I should bite, only bite, be bite. talking about Avatar. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Well, uh, let me recap the episode for you. Uh, if you don't remember, it's been a minute. So uh, we open up on the gang who's all together still at the Western Air Temple, and they all uh, kind of have an ambush happen to them. They narrowly escape. Uh, Azula almost gets to them, but they narrowly escape. And all throughout this interaction, Katara is really being pretty harsh to Zuko. And Zuko's trying to figure it out, and he realizes that she, in confronting him, brings up her mother again. And he brought up and she brought up her mother when they first met in the the crystal catacombs. And so he finds out some information from Sokka in order to find out who it actually was that killed her mother. And then Zuko and Katara go on their little getaway trip, their their little duo trip, because we've had, you know, little uh, pairs. Aang and Zuko have done there. Sokka and Zuko did. So now we've got Katara and Zuko going to find the man who killed Katara's mother to get revenge. And they go through a few steps, and they finally find him, and he's just kind of an old, retired, sad man. And I think that's all I want to say for the recap because I have I like that. I have so many notes. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of notes on this one. A lot fill of in those blanks. Yeah. Um, this is something I didn't even write down, so I want to say it before I forget it. Yeah. And it's something that's so obvious that we might have not said it because it's just like, yeah, right, duh. But it's just, it's great. And I want to point it out. The reason there have been these little mini road trips with Zuko is because this is the best redemption arc ever, and he's a bad guy, <laughs> yeah. and we're not giving him just a one episode, he saved the gang, he's right. redeemed. Yeah. We need to see him take each character's uh, feelings into consideration, and yeah. in doing so, he helps them conquer each of their own battles essentially yeah and this episode begins with us seeing that even though he's saved them he saved their lives <laughs> to get on the team yeah. even though he brought their uh Sokka and Katara's dad back from right who, like think about yeah. the context of the show what the Fire Nation represent what they do what a war criminal would be punished with in a prison. Right. He saved their dad from that. Yeah. It's his, without That's, him, it wouldn't yeah. have happened. And Sokka points that out. He's like, I couldn't have done it without Zuko, basically, you know? Right. And uh, he teaches the Avatar to Firebend, which is, <laughs> yeah. you know, Huge. the one fourth of a puzzle piece in saving <laughs> right. the world. And yeah. Katara's like, ah, fuck you, you yeah. know? Because <laughs> right. it's not. Petty, and I used to think this was petty. I always used to think that, but now yeah. this episode, I was so glad it started with that because he needs to make amends to her too. He fucked up the right. most yes. with her, and that's yeah. the first thing we kind of well are rejuvenated with. She kind of points that out right away, but 
Yeah. It's just, it's great that they give us this. It doesn't feel overdone, in my opinion, this time, because it's like, yeah, I needed this. Oh, I agree. Like, he needs to mend each individual relationship. But as much as this is for Zuko, I mean, it's obvious because the episode kind of centers around Katara, but this is a lot for Katara, too. And uh, as you were talking about, you know, that dynamic and everything, I just thought about a moment in the second episode of The Sopranos (laughs) where... Nice. The therapist is, like, realizing and trying to help Tony Soprano realize that he's got a lot of pent-up aggression about one certain thing that I won't spoil in the show that he is taking out in other ways, other unhealthy ways. And that's, like, what this is. Katara has so many un... uh, You know, so many feelings she hasn't properly dealt with, and she is taking them all out right now on Zuko. Mm -hmm. So... We need to uh, process that. So let's get into the details of how this happens. We got our first shot here. Oh, baby. We've got the Western Air Temple. We've got that morning fog. We've got these little plucks from from yeah, a Gujang that, that's just... You down, feel... Down. It's very tranquil. Honestly, like, oh, we're all good. Everything yeah. is safe. You are fine. And knowing the title of the episode doesn't feel that way, so you're instantly like... Oh, what? okay, cool. What? I thought this was going to be like, yeah. Uh, even like if you had never seen this, just because they show you uh, previously on and then they show you a title card before yep. the episode starts. And that is all <laughs> storytelling. This yep. is a 22 minute long thing. They can't mess around doing something that's not purposeful. So they want right. to get you ready for something. And the feeling you have right before you hear those notes being plucked is. Oh my oh God, man. we're about to be flying on Oppo away from like a war or something. Right. <laughs> and we don't. We start on this serene scene. And I found that so like, oh, okay, everything's cool. Yeah. And this, then the, it comes. But the way Sorry. they establish this beautiful morning, it does come. But like Aang waking up and like yawning and we see it. Yep. There's a few uses of a of uh, point of view shots, uh, POV shots from character's perspective, and Dude, he looks that's out on. I loved about this episode. Yeah, he looks out on the like y- you know little common area of the Western Air Temple, and there's this lens flare of the sun rising in the morning. Did you notice the lens flare? I don't know why, but for I, some reason I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I noticed it was one of those things that was just you forget that that's something that they have to draw. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, wow. Yeah, Um, I love it. And then (laughs) through this stream of this waterfall in the central area, something bursts through the, the, like, waterfall stream and comes flying at Aang, and it's red and silver, and he knocks it away, and it's a fucking bomb! (laughs) Dude, if he wouldn't have woken up at the right moment... Right! They'd all be fucking dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get a Dude, wide that shot. that was totally like Roku in the spirit world shaking him awake. Oh, you know? come on. Yeah. Get the fuck away, Kang. <laughs> I just it's said previously on Avatar. You, didn't you hear that? I Didn't you hear me recap the last episode, Aang? <laughs> I want Roku to actually narrate every previously. Previously on Avatar, oh, Katara got so really, nice. really pissed off at Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we get this wide shot and these blimps show up and we've got these massive, you know, Fire Nation blimps that we've been introduced to and they slowly rise up out of the fog. And oh, man, I love the way Aang 
wind blasts and shuts these like Dude. blinders like these yes like, it's yeah. like so this is like why they're sleeping in this specific area right is because if anything were to happen this is the obviously the defenses of this temple because the uh air nomads don't fight he says so a few episodes ago yeah. when he's talking about them being ambushed specifically his words by right. the fire nation that's what's happening right now mm-hmm. they have preparations for ambush and it's this yeah and all they use is airbending to block stuff by shutting these yeah they're like giant uh concrete fan doors right yeah of course only an airbender could close yeah <laughs> so yep. it's very cool it's but perfect that's the thing is this uh these torpedoes I'm pretty sure that's newer technology. Yeah. Where right. they would be defending against just, you know, fist blasts and fire feet. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure it would do totally fine against. And it's clearly not built to withstand this sort of thing because they start blasting mm-hmm. above this little cl- now closed off area and the rocks above start to fall and one starts to fall right above Katara and Zuko jumps into action and fucking saves her goddamn life. And he like, you know, tackles her out of the way. And then she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just Saving saved you. you from being crushed from a rock. Right. Yeah. You know? And she gets up and just walks away and she's like, well, uh, you know, Get off of me. Or just, just, I forget exactly yeah, what she so said. Like, I just know Zuko goes, well, I'll take that as a thank you. I will say, uh, in defense of Katara in that moment, I hate the trope of guy dives on girl to get her out of the way. Oh, Oops, yeah. I'm on top of you. Right. This feels like her using that against Zuko and him yeah. being like, wait, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to. I actually saved your life. Right. So yeah, it's exactly. great because it kind of acknowledges that trope and being like, fuck that. Like, yeah. that would suck if he did that. Right. But also it acknowledges that Katara is obviously that. frustrated beyond the point of right. reason. Yes. He literally did save her life. She would have yeah. been dead. Yeah. Uh, and then Haru and Toph earthbend a tunnel, uh, which is just dope for them to escape through. It's nice that they're earthbending together. This is cool. Yeah, I That's like that a it, lot. You know, that's cool. They all start to go back into it, and then they notice Zuko is not joining them. And Zuko's like, I'll hold them off. I have a feeling this is a family visit. <laughs> Ooh, and then he Which jumps. Which also made me wonder. Well, I mean, obviously he knows it's family visit because who else in the fire nation right, would be there? Right. But does he think he has an idea of how she tracked them down too? Because he's possible. smart enough to figure yeah. it out. So maybe he figured it out from her point of view. How do you think they tracked know. him down? I mean, do you think they That's, like? I had that question in my mind, and I was wondering if. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's just one <laughs> of those things that? where Azula is an unstoppable force. Well, you know? I think it's entirely likely that somehow because he took a Fire Nation blimp, like w- one of the smaller ones, a hot air balloon, um, mm-hmm. that they somehow tracked that down. And they were scouring, you know, nearby areas and had the idea to look at the Western Air t- Temple and found his hot air balloon. Like, because yeah. he, he's storing it and above when gra- they first you know, above the get temple there, and everything. And we see his flashback with Iroh. It was Iroh's idea to go there, wasn't it? Or was it? I don't. Either way, yeah, it doesn't actually matter because both of them in that moment are pre good guy versions of them, right? So 
a bad Fire Nation dude thought of it first. Yeah, right. So obviously they know this isn't some like hidden secret hideout. Right. Anyway, Uh, that being said, it's really cool that he's just like, you go, I got this. (laughs) Right. I don't know. The shot of him turning is very... uh, Almost oh. like a western or something. Yeah, you know, and like... jumping over the now broken through uh, yep. blinders. Uh, yeah, and then he he approaches the edge of this again. I cannot say it enough times. Dopely designed western air temple, like just immaculately designed. Um, yeah, and we get like tiny, tiny pieces more in yeah. every episode. Like, right, this is more that we're seeing, even as it's being destroyed. And right in front of him, standing on the top of one of these blimps, is so Azula. Cool. Such uh, a cool shot. Yeah. And uh, uh, I forget exactly how they lead up to it. He says, you know, what are you doing here? And she says, isn't it obvious? I'm celebrating becoming an only child. Like, Dude, Jesus. that line actually fucking gets me. Yeah, me and too, man. And I'm pretty man. sure it did when I was younger, too, because I'm like, She's killing him. Yeah, like, this she isn't wants her to kill him. Stopping him. Right. I'm here to get you. I'm here to stop you. She's just there to kill him. That's yeah. it. Yeah. She's not even there to kill the Avatar. No. You know? yeah, I'm pretty right. sure she is It'd be just bonus, there to but... kill Zuko. Yeah, I, I think and you're right. And that frightens me because she's she feels like she can. And then know? she pulls her signature move at this point. She the double you know, foot. flips over the the uh like some pole. And yep. the double foot. There's blue always a fire pole there blast. for her. Yeah, like to be able to flip over. <laughs> they know. Her, always her crew, like a railing. Her crew, as they were like heading out on the blimp, were like, "Have you installed the pole up on the top of the up on the top? You haven't. She <laughs> needs a pole. About? She oh, needs a pole to flip shit, over right. and do the foot blast." Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and Zuko actually, after a couple blasts back and forth. Zuko falls. He falls off of the edge and falls into the fog. It's kind of a scary moment. It's like, shit, it's going to happen. Especially, I think the thing that a lot of people forget rewatching the show is this is the end of the show where characters fall. Right. That happens. Yeah. And this doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like a show with no stakes. We've seen characters like Jet. Right. And, um, well, I just Jet maybe? Or is there... Uh, I feel like there 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 have been others that Why like could be implied. Like a UA technically, sure, I mean, yeah. In important moments, we know that characters can be, you know, disposed of if it's going to be extremely poignant. <laughs> you know, yep. and this feels like a uh, a moment that could make Azula like, holy shit! Now we yeah. lost that. Our firebending teacher and like Azula. Right. I don't know. It it doesn't feel like he's gonna come back. I think I know. He just falls. Yeah. I think I know the moment we're both thinking of, and it's the end of season two where Ang fully dies and is yeah, brought back honestly. to life. <laughs> like yeah. we know that Him being can brought happen. back to life ha- can't happen again now. No right. one can come back to life, and it's very clear. And we don't get a resolution on that right away. We cut back to the gang who are trying to go through the tunnels, but <laughs> Appa just doesn't want to do it. Appa doesn't like tunnels. And we this has been established before, you know? And it makes sense now, that he's even more, more yes, apprehensive yes. after Appa's lost days. Yep. Uh, I, I think that is not only great storytelling, but heartbreaking. Yeah. Because tunneling out of things has been an option. And it is no longer one. Right. And it's very, very telling that Aang is like, all right, well, 
that's not an option now. Yeah, you know? right. Absolutely. He's not going to put up because he could, it would be fucked up and it wouldn't fit like a kid's show. He could just <laughs> put Appa in a rock encasing and right. push him through this tunnel. Yeah. You know? But I he's mean, not going to traumatize his spiritual right. like companion, you of know? Of course, of course. And Sokka is the one who sort of takes the logistics into his own Sokka hands. Sokka with his hair down, by the way. Always love so seeing Sokka with his hair down. It it feels somehow like, yeah, I just woke up. And <laughs> right. like, oh, don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, right. No, I totally feel you on that. Um, he says, it looks like we've got to split up. And Katara's very against it. She's like, no, we are not splitting the family up again. And Hakoda <laughs> grabs her and he just says, it's okay. It's not forever this time. And it's cool because he's the only person in the entire show who's been able to say, yeah, Katara, Katara, just chill, hey, gonna it's do okay. Because <laughs> she yeah. has done that like three times where she's like, no, right. We will not be doing that. And they're like, okay, because she's always right. right. And it, yeah, it she's always right makes here sense. too. They shouldn't split up. After all that they've been through, to. but they have to split up. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then they uh, they try and figure out the, the people who are staying with Appa, who I believe it's just Sokka, Katara, and Aang, um, try and figure... Oh, and Toph, because that's very important, because uh, the way that they're going to get Appa out is they build a little tunnel above them that oh. he can fly through quickly instead of, like, going through... A, you know, for a moment, you're like, wait, didn't... Didn't up? Didn't we just split up because Appa doesn't want to? I think and now this you're gonna, kind of but fully this establishes like, that he has a spiritual connection with Aang and knows to trust him through this. Right. Plus, I think like they're going directly back into the Earth, so the tunnel I'm that they're going sure, to be walking yeah, through tunneling is going to be a long for a tunnel and so, like putting Earth behind them. Right. And this you know, to keep them yeah, safe exactly because there's nothing that. Azula could do then. Right. That's a very safe way to get out but unfortunately doesn't make sense with appa so they're gonna burst him out a shorter tunnel and try and just get away real quick and when they burst through they keep a little shield of rock in front of appa's head an iconic so image badass it's so good. i wait for oh, it every it. time i watch the show and it's like in the third to last episode or whatever i'm like oh my god this is yeah. when that happens but it's such a iconic image to me of him just bursting out but them keeping it there to protect him then from a full blue right. azula blast and like yeah. they needed it there it you does know? protect him and i love the way those rocks just fall away yep I, as they that get happens past the a lot on this show and it's done so well bending being stopped yeah. water falling just, earth falling yep. just the way it happens is so cool on this show and this is another example of that so as they fly uh, away, we see yep. Zuko has landed on another blimp, which is now rising up directly facing off with Azula. Great Zuko and Azula cue. just, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and they have a moment and then they start facing off. They start shooting fire at each other. He makes a jump over to the other blimp that like slight, you gotta love not a full slow-mo, just like a, he's jumping and it just like kind of pauses a little bit for a second. Yes. And then he makes it. Love that shit. Um, I love how he jumps, too. He looks yeah. so cool. He feels like, uh, okay, so like this is very, I'm going to very briefly tangent here. Do in, it. The, in the show Naruto, yeah. uh, all the characters practice three types of um, like 
fighting essentially one mm-hmm. is like illusions one is like like physical magic essentially yeah and then one is just physical so like just fighting like bare fists it has nothing to do with like being super powered in any way and there is one character in the show who just can't do two of them he can oh. only do physical shit huh. and yet he totally keeps up with everyone because he's just a badass and like he walks around with like weights on his legs just to be stronger. So when he takes them off, he's faster than everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Zuko always reminded me of him. His mm. the character is Rock Lee. Okay. You should watch it a little Naruto, man, because I'm thinking I, about his yeah. moment of revealing, oh, whoa, he's not just a guy. Huh. And it's one of the best moments in, in fucking TV shows. It's Naruto so was one that literally every single one of my friends in elementary school loved and i just for Perfect some reason to get into it too. i just I, I just never anime is was cool because you can be in elementary school and it slaps and you can be an adult and it slaps <laughs> right yeah i don't know just yeah just my opinion that was just yeah that's what zuko in this moment especially reminds me of is like this dude isn't using his bending to be able to jump extraordinary lengths. Right. He is so well trained that his legs are so strong and he understands the physics of this blimp and yep. like he's just yeah He's a badass. Oh, fully. It's it's fucking great. And then the the way they shoot the fight that ensues is just so Ooh. well done. I love the way they like once he's on the other blimp, they start shooting blasts at each other, and then we get this wide shot, like very wide shot. They're very small on a blimp of the whole scene, and like the size of their fire blasts in relation to them, and where they are like on a curved blimp top. It like really sets a uh, you know, some nerves to the scene and, uh, Ooh, it all comes together. We get this actually full slow-mo as very, Zula's got her detailed fist coming at the camera. Zuko's got his, we got the different colors of fire starting. And then there's just a, and they're both wide shot of them exploding on to either end of the blimp and sliding off of it. Yep. And, we see from Zuko's kind of point of view, kind of like over his shoulder as he's falling. Mm-hmm. What's that from the distance? Yep. Oh, he gets caught by Appa. They came back but for him. in seeing that, we see that Azula is still falling. Right. And this is one of my favorite moments in the whole episode. It's something I oh. think about a lot. And it's motherfucking Dante Vasco just being a genius with yeah. tiny, tiny moments. Absolutely. Him looking and seeing his sister who was there to kill him. Yep. Falling to her death seemingly yeah and he just says she's not gonna make it and the way he oh. says it is like oh. i'm realizing right now my sister's about to die right and i'm not gonna do anything about it yeah but it's my yeah. sister oh. what the fuck what how am i supposed to feel right now i don't know <laughs> and then it's just unbelievable blasts over to the wall and like scrapes herself to to stopping and he goes instantly. The switch turns back on, and because he just now goes, that she's alive again, he can be like, "Eh, fuck her." And he just says, "Of course she, of made course it. she did." Yep, and of course she did. That's how we feel, and we see we this. Knew she, yeah, we see we this felt shot. a little bit though. It did feel a little bit like was this the uh, um like the mini boss before the final boss? And oh they, yeah, they and they, they did, did it. it. They beat her. Nope. No, not yet. Um, and I'm so glad because it's such a cool way for her to just like be all like, 
I'm still here, motherfucker. Yeah, you that know? shot of her with her hair down, just and holding on to the fucking wall. Because her hairpin out. is a, right. a blade. And that's, so that's what she yep. uses to stab into the mountain. I, I just find that extremely fucking cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that concludes the ambush scene. And we get a, a fade over, which... They do yeah, it well, like but it's pretty quick. They're minutes. just like we're like five fine. minutes in right now, by the way. Yeah, we're <laughs> like eight minutes into the episode. Yeah, Not even, no, we're like five minutes in. Sorry, um, it's crazy. And now they're camping, and uh, they're talking. They're they're all around a campfire. <laughs> they're just fine now. They got away. They're saying, you know, they're not at the Western Air Temple anymore. They're camping. So, man, this feels like old times. And uh, Zuko makes a joke. He's like, "Well, if you really want it to feel like old times, I could." Uh, chase you and try to capture you and everybody bursts out laughing except katara who quietly to herself just goes ha ha katara is representing the viewer who has not felt his redemption fully complete yet. that's a really good point yeah that's that is i've always hated her in this episode and this time watching it after having seen some not great redemption arcs in the last couple years in Mm -hmm. movies and in tv Mm -hmm. i'm like this is why this needs to happen because you can't do what he did and just get away with it (laughs) i know that sounds so cliche to say but he is making these jokes assuming he's you know it's all good now yeah but there's one person there who when he's making this joke it's triggering yeah right yeah and uh, Sokka even goes so far as to, you know, bring up how they wouldn't have Hakoda if it weren't for him. And you know what? Here's a toast to Zuko. And Zuko's like, well, you know, he's actually, you know, he handles it all right. He's not being like, oh, stop. He's just like, well, I, you know, I don't really feel like I deserve that. Katara's like, yeah, no kidding. And she gets up and walks away. And I love Sokka just like, what's with her? And then Zuko gets up to go after her and he's like, what's with him? (laughs) He's like, Sokka a little bit tone deaf sometimes. I love it so much. It's so funny too. His just delivery of that. Yeah. Of anything. Let's be real. (laughs) Jack DeSena, baby. Yep. Um, I love this little scene. I think it's so well done where Zuko catches up to Katara and she says, and this makes so much sense. Uh, at, Zuko says, what's up? Like, everyone else seems to trust me now, but there's something up here. And she says, everyone else trusts you? Sure. I was the first one to trust you back in the back in the crystal catacombs. I told you about my mother and I trusted you and you betrayed me. And it's it's kind of, you know, you feel like, yeah, how how would you just get over that? And he's like, what can I do here? And she's like, well, maybe you could retake over the Earth Kingdom. She could (laughs) you could retake over the Earth Kingdom or maybe you could bring my mother back. So basically, she's saying you fucking can't like there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can do. But she gives him a hint saying, I don't think she's expecting what comes at all, but she gives him a clue that leads him to an something emotional, that he can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, an opening. Right. She brings up her mother again. So Zuko 
tries to go to Sokka to find and out. And this is maybe some of the funniest stuff on the show. <laughs> I don't think we've said that yet. We've said, like, this is some of yeah. the best stuff. This is some of the most iconic. This is actually some of the funniest stuff in the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zuko starts going to Sokka's tent, and Suki is there going to Sokka's tent. She's like, oh, uh, sorry, must be wrong tent. And he's like, are you... Are Zuko also not reading the room at all? Oh, yes, do you need to talk to Sokka too? She's like, nope, not me. No, no why would I? No, and walks away. And then Zuko just shrugs that right off and heads right into the tent. And there's, there's Sokka on his belly with his legs up and a rose in his mouth. And I love Zuko's face as he sees him just becomes this like, rectangle of like oh god <laughs> yeah and then uh Sokka realizing is that well hello oh <laughs> uh hi Zuko um <laughs> so this is like they were about to fuck oh come on come on I think that's so funny yeah. this is just the way it's set up is just like they were at All least right, going to mac parents, for a good little while. If you're you watching, know? this is going to be funny to you. Right. Here you yeah. go. Yeah. Although it was funny to me as a kid, too. Just the imagery oh, yeah. of uh, Sokka with his hair down. Romantic. Yeah. He's like twiddling his toes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but uh, Zuko does get some information out of him. He talks and uh, he says, tell me about your mother. Uh, because... Katara has brought this up a couple times. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but it seems like, you know, a hint. And Sokka, oh, Jack DeSena again, instantly flipping from his cartoon, like, oh, Suki and I were about to make out, to it's not a day I like to remember. Oh, you know, I just got goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. Ooh. Me too. You you really nailed the oh, thank the you. seriousness of the tone. Um, and it's, yeah, <laughs> I am that's a something that this actor. episode does uh, really well is it feels longer than it is in a good way because of how much tone shifting there is. Yeah. It's like they couldn't do that that quick. Right. And they do. Yeah. And we get our first iteration of this flashback, which... Oh, I love what they do later on, but right now it's this just... This uh, feels to me like what we've kind of pictured in our head already. Right. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, totally. Uh, we see uh, Sokka come up over a little snow hill and get hit with a snowball, and he looks over, and little Katara has hit him with a snowball, and she's laughing. And then we see something that's been so well established throughout this show, the black snow, the soot. And we know this is the raid. And I love the shot of little Sokka running to go, like, fight. Like, he is running to go join. And just all the adults just passing him by and him looking up at them. You know? Was that as effective for you as it was for me? I, I... Dude, yes. It's not a shot of him being told to go home. It's just being shown why he can't do this. Simple as that. Yeah, and he says they were all outnumbered, but somehow they managed to pull it off, and we see these waterbenders, or uh, not benders, because there's no benders left, just water tribe soldiers fending them off and succeeding. And it's, it's you know, a bit triumphant, but he says, we were all celebrating because I didn't know what had happened yet. 
um, and didn't know that we'd lost my my mother. And Zuko says, can you remember anything about what the ships looked like, what the lead ship looked like? And he actually does, because I'm sure that day is burned into his memory. And he says, yeah, there was a flag with sea ravens. And Zuko goes, I know exactly who that is. That is the Southern Raiders. And so he knows Zuko now has the information he needs. And he thanks Sokka and goes out. And Zuko's not like five steps from this the tent. so when, funny when, to me. When Sokka peeks his head out and just goes, Suki! <laughs> you nailed the way he whispers it too. Just like yell whispers yeah. it. And, ring, ring. and Zuko just, like, just looks right at him. And he's like... Oh, are you trying to be secretive? Because yeah, it's pretty it's just obvious. like looks at him. <laughs> then we cut oh. to uh, Zuko waiting outside of Katara's tent. Katara uh, comes out of her tent. She wakes up, and Zuko is clearly like nodding off, and he's uh, you know jarred awake by her coming out of her tent. And uh, she dismisses him, and he's like, "I waited here all night for you. I know who killed your mother." And that's, uh, what a good commercial break moment. (laughs) You know, she's just like, yeah. Yeah. I always, a little bit of me wonders if during the commercial break, she was like, why didn't you wake me up? (laughs) Right. Hey, what the fuck? We could have left four hours You were just waiting all night. I was asleep. Like, obviously, (laughs) what did you think I was going to get up, come out to like take a shit? And you're going to be like, I know who killed your mom while I was like taking a shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. No, no offense to his methods, because I I think it shows a devotion to gaining her trust back, and that's yeah. why it hits it, it works. Right. But yeah, I always think like <laughs> if she was gonna come out in the middle of the night, it would have been to like take a piss or something, <laughs> right. you know. Well, anyway, this <laughs> I just can't get over that. This it seems to work, and uh, Katara comes back to the group, and she says. I need to borrow Appa. She's basically demanding it. And Aang jokes with her. He's like, oh, what? Is it time for your field trip with Zuko? She just says, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh. Love it. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Shit. All right. I guess I can't say no now. She explains what they're doing, and I love the way Aang challenges her, which must be difficult because they have a very close relationship, and she's clearly very determined, That's and he so knows true. how I she gets. I didn't think about that. And so he says he's trying to get her to listen to reason and say, what is this going to accomplish? And um, she's not really hearing him. And Yeah, doesn't Zuko answer for her whenever... Well, she says, when Aang... she says you don't understand. And yeah. Aang's like, okay, <laughs> now hold up a second. <laughs> I do understand. How do you think I felt about the Sand Raiders when they stole Appa. How do you think I felt about the entire Fire Nation when I found out they made my people extinct? <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's like... How, come on. Like, come on, Katara. And, it's another uh, one of those things that we talked about in the episode a long time ago that you cannot compare one's trauma with another's. Yeah, It's not true. cool to do. That's true. But... Katara's always like my mother. You can, Even yeah. when Aang is like, I, I, my, my entire nation is extinct. She's like, I know what you mean, man. I lost it's, my mom. It's less it's, about. It's just a right little it, bit like read the room, Katara. Yeah, you know, it's less. That's what it is. It's less about like comparing trauma and more about 
just being informed by other people's perspectives and other people's experiences, you know? Yes. She's not, she almost sounds a little bit like, ugh, when she makes claims like that to Aang, who has no one, right? you know? And she, I mean, but I do see... But they're worthy claims. I understand how she sees it as different. You know, this is something... totally. And I love this discussion of this is something that I can get closure and justice about. And that, you know, sounds really nice. And I see how she would see it that way. And, and something is about saying, is this closure and justice or is this revenge? There's a very big difference. Yes, exactly. That line being like, hey, think about these words. Because if a show is this short, any word being m- repeated close together, right. you're like, okay, well, Theme. I'm paying attention for closure <laughs> and justice now. Right. And it's like, what's? Th- it made me think in this, this rewatch, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, what right. is closure versus justice versus, versus revenge right. versus just fueling rage right like all of these things are important and then you think about the fact that just a few episodes zuko had to let go of rage you right. know what i mean yeah and he's the one that's going on this journey with her yeah not just to help her but it's to help him too yeah all of these journeys while they're redeeming him are also like that's such character building for him he's learning shit here yeah absolutely I, I find it interesting they bring up Jet as well. Aang says, you sound like Jet. And she says that's different because he was going towards hurting innocent people. The person I want to hurt, she doesn't, I don't think she says hurt. And it is different. She's right. It's yeah. different, but this it's is not, not an innocent man. It doesn't make it okay, Katara, is what Aang is saying. Yep. And she just doesn't. She doesn't vibe with that. Oh, and then, oh, I just saw this note and had such a, like, visceral reaction to it. Sokka says, listen, she was my mom, too, and I don't think this is a good idea. And she says, then you didn't love her like I did. Fuck, Katara. And he doesn't even say something like, he just mean that. He just says, Katara. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stunned. Just... Oh, it's so, but she's so dead set. I think that line is what makes, is what pushes it over the edge to like, okay, this is not, this is like very not cool, Katara. Yeah, there's some unhealthy. There's a lot of uh, unhealthy processing going going on on. Yeah. Yes, processing. Um, I like the little proverb that Aang brings up too. He says, uh, revenge is like a two-headed rat viper. <laughs> like your enemy may be going down, but you're bringing yourself down with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that I just like to point that out. Also rat viper. <laughs> I don't want to picture Classic. that, but it's very funny. Um, and he says, you know, you do have a choice here. You have a choice to forgive him. And Zuko chimes in now and says, that is the same as doing nothing. And Aang says, no, it's not. Because to forgive someone is very hard. To do nothing is very easy. Huge line. Huge line. Um, this episode is bringing up revenge, justice, forgiveness, closure. Oh, asking what all those mean, what huge. the difference is between them all. And it's not even necessarily telling us that one is better than the other or one is more right. right. It's showing us how different people 
require different methods of processing for those things right foreclosure you know and how there are ways to process any circumstance healthily healthily yeah um and revenge is probably never one of them but yep also showing how like justifying how you might feel that way you know exactly yeah feeling that way is not a bad thing this show is so good because it shows kids hey like it's okay and here we'll show you why it's okay and we'll show you why it's bad yeah and it's all it's all gonna be really cool right because here we go stealth scene yeah <laughs> fuck K- yeah katara and zuko put on their like stealth outfits <laughs> like they unlocked they, just got they unlocked a new video game outfit that was like i love stealth. it so much um and they start going to appa and Sokka and ang were clearly like waiting up to see if they would do that and they did and ang is like so you were just gonna take appa huh she's like yeah <laughs> yeah straight up i was and he says well that's okay because i forgive you that give you it's any idea? Weakest <laughs> attempts. Weak. I Aang. know. Yeah. Weak. But you know, he's just trying. He's I love just it. Throwing shit at the wall. It's very you know? ang. But come on, man. And he says he actually supports her a bit. He says, "Listen, I know this is something that you need to face. I just hope when the moment comes, you don't choose revenge." And uh, see, I Zuko's think it's a very key thing. What that that is held then in her in her heart yeah he doesn't say i hope you choose to forgive him right he, he says, says i hope, I hope you, you don't, don't choose, revenge. choose revenge that's actually I don't yeah think she realized that that was an option that's something that we'll come back to at the end of the episode that i really want to talk about but um the, <laughs> i love zuko's kind of i think zuko's a little bit just like he likes the field trips <laughs> because a little yeah. bit he kind of rolls his eyes at at ang and he's like okay guru goody goody which is interesting because if he got the same like lesson from his uncle at this point, well, that's true though, because only his uncle is someone who would be able to say this to him and he'd be receptive to it because he hasn't, you know, he's still in the process of changing and redeeming himself and trying to be more open to the world. And this and shows honestly, that, you know, the way Aang he responds to like that. a tiny kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's a little, he's younger you know, than him. We yeah, forget about that. Kid. But he just is a little kid giving us all this advice. I'm sure it's so easy to be like, shut up. Right. You're a little bald kid. <laughs> and then they fly off and Sokka turns to him. And it's such a sweet moment followed by one of the funniest moments of the episode. Sokka's like, you know, you're actually really, really wise for a kid. And Aang goes, oh, thanks. He's like, yeah, usually it's pretty annoying, but right now I'm just impressed. He's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and then he goes... Hey, can I borrow Momo for a week? <laughs> Why do you need yeah. to borrow Momo? <laughs> and he just, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like to think he he just misses hockey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we've got, you, you might as well start up a bump, 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 And I'm very happy about it. They even say like we've got to be quiet or stealthy, right? Or they're they, going like, to the you know calm tower to find out where they are, um, and Katara's like, "All right, we're gonna bust in," and Zuka's like, "No, no one can spot us, or else they'll let the Southern Raiders know we know where they are." It's just like I don't know. It's very, it's very uh, spy movie, which we're not saying, but like 
it fits with the themes of this whole season. Shit, man, I didn't even think about that. You're so right. Homages to all, like different fucking that is so genres true. of film. That's so cool, this is man. A Mission Impossible movie for a second. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even think about that. And this That's is also so a revenge thriller. <laughs> right. Yeah. This episode. They're fitting in a lot of homages and it all works and none of it is like like you don't watch this and you go, "Okay, it's a Mission Impossible thing." But you watch no. but when you think about it in that way, you're like, "Oh, yeah, that totally is like a Oh, it's so great. I love the way they get in there. They're at like an opposing shore. Katara makes this ice platform and they jump on and just immediately and she just rides this wave and makes the wave larger so they can jump up onto it. And then suddenly they're in the I guess they have ventilation systems (laughs) or else it's like some sort of room that has a little window into another room it they're vents they're vents right they're they they're be. like wooden vents i guess you know ventilation system hey, you isn't smell too bad when you go on sea for a while true um and oh some dope bending from katara you can see that she is just like innovating she is like it's like what, another limb whatever needs to happen i am going to get it done i will find a way yep. to do it and she sees an opportunity this person is writing with uh, huh. ink dipped in uh, a pen dipped in ink, and she bends the ink to spill onto the page. The person, <laughs> the person, just kind of goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Walks out. <laughs> yeah, it's not. What that's so cool too is she does it so subtly that this person believes they knocked it over. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they go down. They find the map. They see Whale Tail Island. That's where the the Southern Raiders are posted right now cool because when they first brought that island up i was like that's not a real place right you know what i mean now it's we're going there now it's we're going there yeah yep because that was supposedly where they were holding appa that's how we we heard it before and that's like that must be fake yeah no that's a very good point um and then we cut to them on appa again traveling again and the sun i think is rising yeah because it was was night and And katara has not slept not at all uh, and you can see that same sort of animation, but they use it in different ways. Just the like gray oval under the eyes. That dude, this is such an interesting moment for me as a viewer. Whenever I see that animation, I feel tired. Yeah. And in this moment, I'm feeling tired. Yep. And then Zuko says, "You're gonna want to save your strength." And she goes, "I've got all the strength I'm gonna need." Or yep, I have plenty of strength. Yeah. Yeah instantly as a viewer i'm not tired anymore isn't that crazy how that yep just her reading that line and how she reads it makes me go oh she's not even fucking tired right i don't know sometimes a movie can pull that off where they can be like i've stayed up for four days waiting for this moment (laughs) and you're like i don't feel like you're tired and i buy it yep and uh this is when we get her perspective of the flashback of that day we have the same Which is like not the point of yep. view I've been imagining this whole time. No. This is what I've been wanting to see. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And not in a sick way. No. In a, I'm just <laughs> oh, curious yeah. what the fuck happened. Show me that mom death. <laughs> um no, she we we see this establishing shot of little Sokka and little Katara in this, you know, main area again. And the soot falling down, and then we see the splitting of them running in different ways, but we follow Katara this time. And this time, we see little Katara running, and the adults running, but they're all running the other way. She's running further into the town. 
to go find her mom. And she comes into their home and there's already a raider there, a Fire Nation soldier there standing over her mother. And uh, her mother just begs the soldier. She says, please, just let her go. And uh, this soldier turns around and faces her. And this is one of those moments where it goes from slightly less animated, slightly less detailed kids show animation that's got like anime inspiration in the style to like full on anime shot you know like this detailed shot of his eye and his spiked eyebrow turning and the angle the low angle and the you know it's just the side of his face but you see enough that you're like i would remember that face too you know she remembers like if there if this was if there was an anime intro just for this episode, that'd be the shot they use when they introduce his character in the right. song. Yeah, you know? exactly. Him churning, and then a bigger picture of him, like, standing there. Right, totally. Yeah, like a low-angle shot as he, like, flips a cape off or something. Yeah, the American version of the song would have the light, We fight for our freedom! <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> that is too funny for the moment that I now have to <laughs> describe. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the guy says, didn't you hear her go on? She runs away. She runs to her father. She says, there's a man in our, uh, there's a man she in our house. exactly what she's supposed to do. Yeah. She I, right I'd to like to clarify. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is right. She's not like fucking up. She doesn't no. look back at this moment and think, I shouldn't have left or right. I should have been faster. She sprints is to her dad in seconds. Yep. Tells him exactly what she needs to say. And it doesn't make him go, okay, whatever. I'll get there. He's immediately there. Immediately. Like, go check this what out. he does is he says their mother's name for the first time in the show. He shouts, Kaya. And he runs home. But it was too late. And we fade out. We don't get to see it. Yeah, get to. Ah, uh, show me that dead mom. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I put that in your brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we fade back to Katara holding her necklace. Suddenly, we just get it. Yep. You know? Yep. I, a little bit, tiny bit, was like, yeah, I mean, in this universe, though, the casualties of war isn't that just kind of a, i'm not to be insensitive but right. no now no, i get it yeah. i get why this was such a fucking hit yeah you know right because she was there and she did the right thing and i don't think she has regrets but she walked in to see and then came back and her mother's dead you know jesus mm-hmm. fucking christ but uh we get another sort of fade uh over to zuko is now uh, steering Appa, <laughs> driving Appa. He's behind the horns. <laughs> kind of awesome um, when you think about that. How Appa trusts him now. The arc of that. Yeah. Yeah. How it used to be him chasing them down, and now he is flying Appa. Wow, yeah. Aang's not even there. And he sees their destination. He says, there. And Katara gets up I- immediately. I think she, was, she probably wasn't sleeping. Um, <laughs> and I love it. We quickly cut over to these guards. I love when I... I nothing immediately just, like, warms my heart more than just guards, like, nameless guards of anything just being people. 
like the scene in the Mandalorian, it won't spoil anything, but like with the two guards, it's a long scene at the beginning of an episode where they're just like hanging out and talking and they're clearly just like two guys (laughs) and there's this fire nation guard and he's just like, so there I was. (laughs) <laughs> telling a story and then this i love it this big like water tentacle comes out from behind him and just grabs him and whips him into the ocean and uh suddenly a massive wave comes from the other side of the ship and yeah because the tentacle is so fast that it's not clear what the fuck just happened right so all the guys run to see yeah they're all on the other end which is another like classic idiots you're gonna get washed off and they just get washed off they get by washed this right massive off wave and then we Which see well, what is a nice callback because that's one of the first moves Katara had a lot of trouble with that's true and she easily creates just a fucking tidal wave here <laughs> yeah man no problem yep i love that we get a close-up on her face as she boards this boat and there are tears in her eyes tears in her eyes i totally totally wrote that down too because it's the tearful rage. Tears just... in her angry eyes. Yeah. Right. Tearful rage. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Good band name. I interrupted you saying, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just interrupt you right there to say you nailed it. <laughs> um, but now they burst through a door to get to the main hallway. Katara now has these water arms, which are badass. And... Uh, Zuko just like bursts open a door that there's a guard and blasts him back and shuts the door and shoves and a in sword into moment, it to block the Katara door. Katara just glances over her shoulder for the briefest of moments mm-hmm. and just knows that Zuko's got it. Yep. It's so cool to me. Yeah. It's a little teamwork moment that right. this is the little thing. There are little things throughout this episode that help me believe in his redemption arc as well as the big things. This is one of those little things. She just glances and she doesn't even think like, I don't trust him or he doesn't got this. She just keeps moving forward right. because he's he's good. She, he's got yep. that guy. I've got the next one. They finally get to the end of the hall and Zuko says, are you ready to face him? She just nods. Zuko bursts open the door. Here's this guy. He's got some different facial hair, but he kind of looks like the guy. They have a little back and forth fire sparring very you know trained firebenders like having a sparring match and then suddenly this guy's hand stops and contorts and instantly we know what's going on stomach drops oh every time man i forgot man i forgot this moment happened and it hit me me like a truck it was not okay i was like oh to clarify for those listening who are absolute maniacs (laughs) and aren't watching the show while listening uh katara blood bends this opponent to her will bends him to his knees yep and this is something that not only is like this is fucked up in in the show it's also something katara was deeply traumatized by and right. basically was like i'm never doing that shit again right Holy shit that's fucking fucked up and crazy and she's in this moment doing it fine she's fine oh with it. she no is determined problem. yeah and i love the little detail oh, of wow. zuko's eyes 
there are eyes there he he yeah. has to hide it too because i think yeah. it's like this moment of being like oh shit <laughs> oh god i got i better keep my cool because right. like i didn't realize that she could just crumple me up into a ball if she <laughs> yeah, wanted to right and yeah he's like okay that's what we're doing and so he's like all right yep. and he determines steals he himself too and he says look her in the eye look at her do you recognize her and there's oh we look in this guy's eyes and not only are they slightly animated differently but for a moment you're like is it this guy but he just looks different because he's so terrified like yep. he is he is horrified in this moment. Think about it. God, yeah, think about it. Um, and Katara drops him. She stops bloodbending and she just says, it's not him. And uh, Zuko goes over to this guy and sort of pins him against the wall and says, yeah, if she gives up, if you, yeah, she's like, all right, she has a defeated moment. And I think, I think this is the, you know, the emotional toll of doing what she just fucking did, you know? Exactly. And Zuko's still like, well, we got to get something out of this. And he pins this guy up and he says, if you weren't in the Southern Raiders, who, like, who, who is it? You know, we, we questioned you about the Southern Water Tribe. Who was it? And he says, it, it was probably Yan Ra, but he's been retired for many years. And, and then we just cut. Katara is still eyes. walking away. Yep. She doesn't turn. She doesn't we turn. just see that if we were in front of her, we'd see this determined face. Yep. Uh, Vengeful eyes is what I wrote down. I, I yes, I really like this moment too because it's simple. Um, of course it is. It's a kids show, so it has to be. It's something I remind myself when they show us like a character do something smart. It doesn't need to be like, you know incalculable by me smart right it needs to be smart within the context of the show yeah this move by zuko is showing us exactly how he's been successful in tracing the avatar across the world right he's the one who will go okay well we didn't get anything from him well i'm gonna pin him up with my swords and ask him some questions yep you know what i mean yep and i just it's like in this moment him being that guy is helpful Instead of yeah. very harmful. Right. Right. I love the juxtaposition of <laughs> thank you, Kronzer, our, <laughs> our high school English teacher, for <laughs> teaching us that word. Because ever since I've just been like, ooh. And sure, I used it for a while to just be like, oh, I know a big word. But it's also a but perfect word, for what, word. It, for what it means. The juxtaposition the from Katara's vengeful eyes hard cut to just a farm and here's this old man just like on his knees just like digging in the dirt in this garden man and if you don't already feel bad for him his mother comes out she's just yelling at him and she uh, says i didn't write it down i did but i know what she says she says hey go into the town for me these carrots that you got from your garden are too hard for my teeth I need you to get me some food. <laughs> They're tomato carrots. They're even tomato carrots. hybriding fucking fruit. That is so yeah. fucking funny. Oh um, yeah. And you're they're too hard for my gums. For my gums, yeah. It's like he's just like 
Yes, mother. Perhaps I can get you something else from my garden. Right. I don't want anything from your stupid garden. Go to town and get me some food. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. And then as he's walking into town, I love these shots, these low shots behind him as he's walking out from out of his property. And there's a storm rolling in. It's not there yet, but... And then he, he gets to the the market and he has a feeling Ooh. and he... We, we see a shot of no him first through a window and it just seems like an establishing shot. I love the way they do that because it does not feel like a POV shot. It just seems like an not establishing yet. shot through a window and he's talking to this market uh, vendor and he gets a funny feeling and he turns and then that shot quickly goes beneath the it's a POV shot. It, it, yeah, it, it becomes below. POV, and then the next ones are obviously they're even like right in like a shaky cam. Yep, the w- it's like handheld camera almost. As he's going down the stairs, he has another funny yep. feeling, and they're peeking. And that time we get to see like the first one in the marketplace. We just duck down, and it's just a POV shot, but we don't see anyone. And then he's going down the stairs, and then there's another POV shot ducking behind as he turns around. And then we see it is, you know, I mean, we knew, but we see Katara and Zuko, you know, staring at him. Oh, and this is actually when uh, Zuko says, is that him? She says, yep, that's him. That's the monster. It's like, you know, she has... She has dehumanized this guy to such a degree because he did an extremely horrible thing that has affected her entire life since. It's been like the biggest tragedy of her entire life. But also, this is just a guy. And she's saying, mm-hmm. there's the monster. Like, she has solidified that in, in, in her mind. And um, they continue. He continues down and he feels another something funny. And he turns around and he feels like he's been being followed for a little while. And so he blasts a tree and it blasts on fire. No one sneaks up on me without getting burned. Yep. And then it starts to rain and he turns around and Zuko's there and he grabs him and throws him down. And he says, we weren't behind the bush. I wouldn't try firebending again. And then Katara walks up. Instantly, this guy goes into the please take anything you want right. mode. Oh, yeah, because he is just like an old man now. Um, yep. And Katara walks up and says, do you remember me? And he says, no, <laughs> like, I don't know. What the fuck? And she says, you better remember. You remember like your life depends on it. And she doesn't say it, but the next sentence is because it fucking does. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. And then. Uh, he says, oh, oh, yes, you're, you're that water tribe girl. Oh, in this sick ass transition, we get Katara's furious eyes and then a lightning crack and this sort of negative effect We're where him remember. white and black. Yeah. And now we get his perspective. Like we didn't think that, you know, I didn't think that we were going to get that. And it's, his I did not. I forgot to. I really did. I forgot this was even a thing. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And he's questioning her, which he I think we got just a quick, he like, who is it? We don't in, know why he's there yeah. at all. But I yeah. think in and Katara's flashback, we heard like a quick sentence of like, who is it? And that's all we heard. That's it. And yep. now he's saying, who is it? You will tell me. Who is the waterbender? 
Yeah, he says he has, he has a intel. they have a source mm-hmm. that knows there's one more waterbender and they won't leave until they know who it is. And they that's the get exact rid of that waterbender. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they don't he doesn't say how either. So right. Yeah. And so Kaya just says if I tell you, will you promise to leave and not hurt anyone else? He says he he just kind of nods. And she says it's me. I'll be your prisoner. I'll be your prisoner, says. right? And he says, "We're not taking any prisoners today." Oh, and that's when the flashback cuts out. Yep. And because uh, I like to think that in this moment, he is remembering this and chooses not to continue with that memory. Right. It's something he's shameful of. It's also something he very much did. You know what I mean? Right. We're not. This isn't a. Uh, like she reaches for something that scares him and he right, no, accidentally fires. They don't her. show us some stupid yeah. like he wasn't actually that bad all along. No. They show us that he was a full on yeah. bad guy doing a bad thing. Oh, and then Katara says, Well, she lied to you. She was not the last waterbender. What? Then who? Me. And she freezes the raindrops all around them and then creates a barrier a dome around them for the continuing falling rain Wait, what are the physics of this right she stopped the rain all over like all the rain realize that no as it's hitting a certain point it's stopping and churning into this dome yep and it's unbelievable looking it reminds me of something out of like Harry Potter. Or yeah, something. totally. The the dome around Hogwarts. Even Zuko is like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She is using some power. I mean, she has always had her emotions have always been very linked to her bending, and she's yep. learned more and more how to, you know, make that a positive thing. But this is clearly, you know, she's not doing it in a healthy way. She takes this dome of water. And forms it into ice shards that are all pointed directly at this guy. And then she launches them. And it feels like she's going to fucking do it. He recoils. We get this PO, another POV shot coming right at him and stopping short close to his face. And then we get the wide shot or medium shot and eh, wide shot of them all floating right in front of him. And they just melt into water and splash in a puddle right in front of him. And he just looks even more pathetic now. Yep. Sitting in that fucking puddle. And then this fucking guy, he says, what I did was was horrible. You deserve revenge. Maybe you could take my mother and that could be even... Mother, you fucker. go back to your mother, and you. I yeah. hope she like finds beats out the somehow. Shit out yeah, of you tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, and she says, "I want to, but now I see you. I know there's nothing inside you. You're pathetic, sad, and empty. But I just can't do it." And I think she's right. Yep, this is just a moment where the show is not afraid to tell us that some people in the world are sad, pathetic, and empty, and it can cause them to do horrible things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And... Because as a kid, you don't understand that 
it's not just like there are bad guys right you know yeah but that's that's like what most shows lead you to believe in most movies and books is like some people are born and they believe in the the power of evil instead of the power of good right and i think this show is one of the first things i ever watched that made me realize that it's emptiness loneliness pathetic yeah sadness it's just like this dude and i'm not i'm not sympathizing no i'm saying that him as an empty husk of a man is why he allowed you know the evil in yeah i i want to shout out the actor who pulls this off too because uh he he does a really good job it's a really good performance of a sad you know shameless (laughs) dude who yes. even when he's facing like this, willing he's like, to throw his mom yeah, on the chopping exactly. Block. Well, the actor's name is Tim Dang. <laughs> Tim Dang, I shouldn't do that. He's probably gotten that a million times in his life. Sorry, Not that he's going to hear this. Sorry, Sorry Tim man, Dang. But, but um, although, if your name was Tim Dang, maybe you'd be like, I hope <laughs> Dang, people do this. Yeah, right. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's been in a lot of different stuff. Largely, he's done some. Uh, a bunch of TV appearances, but a lot of really uh, notable video game voices. Uh, he's... That's always really cool to me. Yeah. Because a video game voice is just as hard to pull off, like, believing as a TV show voice. Right. You should, if you, if you, Calvin, and you listeners get a little free time, this isn't a specific thing to look up. Just look around at bad video game voice acting oh are you talking about naked I jakey's think, video actually <laughs> yeah i just I recently naked watched jakey that made... actually it's really funny. Uh, yeah naked jakey bad video great game YouTuber. voice acting is great very YouTuber. funny um wow where is he at make another video jake yeah he I takes his you. time but he he you know they're always he, they're so always worth it so worth it but yeah ghost sisters uh, ghost of oh my god ghost of tsushima and uh a bunch of different World of Warcraft, the, the original, and a bunch of different ones. The Uncharted games, like GoldenEye. He's done a bunch of stuff. Wow. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, you know, a he's very... He's doing all right. Yeah, he's he's doing all right. The mom actually... He doesn't need to... <laughs> we passed by it, so I just... Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I want to. Bonnie yes. McNeil plays his mom. She has, Why like, I know that name? six credits. I don't know, I because don't. she hasn't done, like very much at all it sounds like a person that i know you know what i mean i'm like who is that but she she <laughs> appeared on like a few episodes she was like on an episode of seinfeld on an episode of beverly hills 90210 on an episode of fucking x-files like between 97 and 98 all of those in 97 to 98 and then just like not a whole lot else i don't know who knows I wonder what the deal it's, it's is curious there. um but uh, we're almost done here, so let's let's wrap up the episode. We we get back to we don't see the whole journey back. We just cut to Katara on some dock. Doesn't matter. They came across some dock. You know, she's mm-hmm. sitting at the end of it, uh, sort of lapping the water with the very tip of her foot, and uh, it's sunset. And Ang approaches her and he says, "I I heard what you did, or what you didn't do, rather. rather. Didn't yeah, do. yeah." Um, and I'm proud of you. And she says, I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I was too weak to do it or strong enough not to. Which is such a deep fucking sentiment. Yeah, and it's not chills. it's not like here's a lesson. It's like Yeah, there's no answer y- there. Yeah. It's her pondering it is the lesson. Here is a lesson though, right after he says, "Well, I'm I'm glad you were able to forgive him." And she says, "No. 
I will never forgive him. But I think I can forgive you, Zuko. And just, this is the moment I said earlier in the episode that I wanted to come back to, because here we've got, you know, these ideas of, like, closure and justice and forgiveness or revenge and that sort of thing. And sometimes you don't have to get revenge or fully forgive someone. I think forgiveness Mm -hmm. is a healthy thing, but I think in this circumstance, it makes sense that she says, no, I am not going to forgive this man for murdering my mother, but I'm not going to continue to carry it around with me in the same way that I have. And I'm not going to allow it to continue to to ruin my relationships like I have. Yes. Yes. And... That, especially for the time as we were talking about in the very beginning of this episode, the show is old and doesn't feel old. Mm -hmm. This is another example of that. You watch this episode and you think, this was made like when it was made at the same time as shows essentially like shows and movies redeeming characters who are war criminals and stuff. You know, like that is so common and it's just like a trope, you know, the redeemed character arc. And this show is, or this episode is doing two things. Mm. It's redeeming Zuko completely. (laughs) Right. You know, for the characters that need that. Like, it's not saying, hey, you viewer, you have to think Zuko's a good guy now. That never happens. It never does. So you can still choose to be angry at what Zuko has done. Yeah. And I think this episode shows you that too. Mm -hmm. And it shows you what it, what it means to accept that you can never forgive someone and that's okay when that's okay you know right yeah yeah like just accept hey like okay this is a thing that is unhealthy for me to carry around simple as that and still even though she's saying i'll never forgive him i think it's zuko talking to ang and ang says well that's good violence is never the answer which is is good to recognize. No matter what you do, resorting to violence is never going to help the issue. It's it's just not. But then Zuko says, "Well, then I have a question for you. What are you going to do when you face my father?" Uh-oh. What an ending Uh-oh. to such a episode not about that yeah right (laughs) i was like whoa i forgot that he asks him that oh my god it's just something so out of left field too because you you think like well obviously zuko fucking hates his dad so he's not going to give a fuck about ang training to fight fight him and kill him right but in this moment there's like in his voice this sense of like so, like, yeah, maybe so. you won't kill my dad, right? Well, you know what I mean? But also, just like, if you think that, what are you going to fucking do? And I think yes. this is the first moment in the show that we as an audience are getting that, you know? Like, yep. Shit, with everything Defeat we know about kill. how Ang processes the world and how he believes, you know, life to be, what is he going to do? Yep. What has defeated meant in this show in the past? Yeah. Kill. Right. You have to kill this guy. You have to defeat the Fire Lord, but it's always been like, you have to defeat him. You have to beat him. But like, yep, he's a maniac. He's not just going to like 
get beaten up in a fight and be like, all right, I'll let go of my hold on the entire world. You know, like that's been generations a standing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what a fucking zoom out to end the episode on. Like we've had this really good character building moment and a good storyline. And now it's like, oh yeah, he's got to fucking save the world soon. Like we're still on that course, you know? I don't know that we've actually explicitly said this yet on the show, but um, it looks like when you're scrolling through Netflix, there are only two episodes left. Right. When in fact, there are five because we are going to take care of the final four-part episode in four parts because we don't want to not (laughs) do it justice. We're not going to upload a six-hour episode on the the last four. Or a one-hour episode on four hours of content or whatever it is, two hours of content. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get ready when that episode comes up. If you want to be with us, just watch one episode as they come out. I know that's really hard to do though. Oh, so like hard. maybe just watch all four four times. Yeah. Hey, actually that's a that's an idea right there. Um but you know, that's uh that's coming up. But first, uh to finish off this episode, we gotta talk about a kid moment of the week. Kid moment of the week. I actually so have what a bunch. first jumps to mind. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Obviously is Zuka or the Sokka. <laughs> In his little robe. Yep. <laughs> it feels a little bit like the opposite of a kid moment of the week, though, doesn't it? That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Do you know true. what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a older kid moment of the week. I get that. I get that, <laughs> Which actually. is not the point of kid moment of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. I'm I'm. What do you got? You got some I mean, I definitely put a big old <laughs> K symbol next to the... Uh, next to that moment but i think you're right actually i think that's sort of like a little for the adults but they are cartoony faces but well i've got i wrote down i like the what's with her what's with him <laughs> just like Sokka completely <laughs> yeah, out of the loop and then i like uh, uh it's okay you were gonna steal appa but it's okay i forgive you that give you any ideas <laughs> just like <try laughs> that reminds me of Sokka being like so can I borrow Momo? Oh yeah, actually Why? that's that's another one I have written down and that might and be it for me. Connected to the more a big kid moment, but feeling less like a big kid moment and more like a kid moment. Mm-hmm. Him poking his head out less than a second yeah. after Zuko leaves. <laughs> yeah. Suki. Suki. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck between between multiple of these. Uh I mean, Roses is so iconic, that moment, but I think it might be, can I borrow Momo? Just because it's <laughs> just because he goes, can I borrow Momo? And what? he's like, for what? <laughs> he just goes, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, I think something uh, that's so funny about moments like that in this show is they do stick out because of how short the episodes are. Right. You give a, a moment 10 seconds to marinate like that. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> All right. It might be, I don't think we actually officially said this, but Calvin and I are both a little sleepy right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it might yeah. be our sleepy states deciding, but I That's think okay. that that is our kid moment of the week. What do you think? I agree. Kid moment goes to, uh, can I borrow Momo? 
<laughs> uh, awesome. Man, what a fucking episode. So much in this one. So glad that uh, we're back to talking about this. Excited to close the show out. I know we've kind of been putting it off, and also, you know, we had a little break because stuff got uh, complicated and hard. But uh, I'm excited to uh, finish it off. I hope you, the listener, are also very excited. If you want to make sure you're notified when the episodes get uh, released and everything, you can follow us on social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those are all at New Lens Pod. And uh, you can also go to legendary4.com where all these episodes are uploaded, as well as all of the episodes of our other podcast, our actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Legendary 4 Adventures. Space Vampires. Thank you, Gary. I did not thank you the last time. <laughs> I, don't, in the I last noticed episode. that I didn't say really? anything because I didn't want to be like, <laughs> just kind of you didn't thank you. <laughs> hey, you know hey, I'm mean? working hard here on my Space Vampires voice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can find all those episodes, all these episodes, legendary4.com. Also, any streaming anywhere that you find podcasts. Please let your friends know about this podcast to, uh, you know, friends who like Avatar or friends who just like movies because we're going to be doing mostly just movies when Avatar's done but that's you know at least the friends uh, born in the 90s friends born in the late 80s friends born in the early 2000s there's gonna be stuff for all stuff for all those people even maybe some late 70s kids who knows who knows because we might talk about right calvin and i were largely affected in our childhoods by our parents and older siblings and it makes us basically multiple generations of movie watchers oh yeah well, uh, thank you again to Safina Sago for our podcast art. Still looking dope. I mean, it hasn't changed at all, so I don't know why I keep saying still, but looks good. Because it, because some time art does it. age. Yeah, that's Sometimes true. Sometimes you're like, like the original, our original podcast art was a very basic Photoshop I made, <laughs> right. and it aged like <laughs> milk. What what age is milk? Yeah, milk. There you go. I was always I always forget what the one bad thing is because you know the one that I was gonna say well? cheese, and even cheese ages better. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, aged like a shoe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> aged like a shoe. I like a I good. I don't know why. Sh- I like shoe. a good broken in shoe. Um. Anyway, check out that. If you have money to donate, donate to the Black Lives Matter movement. There's links in the description. Uh, We're going to continue. I think that's just going to, you know, that's just part of our show now is like trying to push you to support that, please. Um, Because if there's one thing that you should be doing right now, like socially in the world, it's probably that. And if there's something I don't foresee just stopping, it's the need for that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. well, uh, and even if we do feel a need, like, oh, hey, still, it's going right. to oh, be still, necessary. Still, still important. That's not going to stop. Uh, but that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, apparently, you've listened all the way to the very end, even through our, you know, our sticky stuff. But, you know, we try and mix it up a little bit and have conversation. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. Gary said it earlier. We're doing a we're doing a later one tonight. So thank you for listening to us sleepily talk about this incredible episode. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you so much. I'm Calvin. And I'm Gary. This has been a new lens. Now go and get me some food.